Hey, before we get started, we just want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Church Sound Made Simple. Mixing sound seems complicated, but it doesn't have to be. Cut the overwhelm by getting access to the stress-free, no-fluff training that will help you create great sound at church. Visit churchsoundmadesimple.com. Welcome to the Collaborate Worship Podcast, where we help you create great sound at church. I'm your host, Dylan Young, and today I'm joined with Anthony, who serves as worship leader at Rama Bible Church in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. And I'm kind of getting to know Anthony at the same time as you guys who are listening. So Anthony, why don't you share a little bit about yourself and why you love leading worship? Hey, man, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you guys uh, to talk about something that's so very dear and close to my heart, worship. Um, a native of Detroit, Michigan, born and raised, uh, grew up in church, uh, been in church since I was about seven or eight, um, which is practically all my life. Um, uh, yeah, so that's my experience. And I literally um, moved to Oklahoma about almost nine years ago to go to Raymond Bible uh, college, graduated from Raymond Bible College in 14 and 15, um, stayed around, got involved um, here in the music department at Rama, and really the rest is like history. Got married here to my lovely wife, Kadeen Washington. Shout out to my wife. Um, met her at Bible school. I often tell people if you, you know, sing when you're looking for somebody, Bible school is a great place to find somebody. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, that's my experience. And I have been singing ever since I can remember. Music has always been a major part of my life. My dad plays the drums. My granddad plays the guitar. Um, tons of family members that sing. So music has always been um, a major part of my life. And um, being able to now, you know, use my gifting in the area of worship, man, it's, I love it. It's, it's my life. It's my life. That's awesome. I would agree with that. Yes. So interestingly, um, I also went to Rama Bible College, uh, for those of you who are listening, and <laughs> Anthony and I never met because I, I went 17 and 18, but I saw him a lot at our um, exaltations, we called them, and Anthony was always leading worship. And so uh, we have a lot of mutual friends on Facebook, and I was like, man, I'd really like to meet this guy and uh, you know, interview him on the podcast. And so I reached out to him and said, hey, we don't know each other, but we got a lot of mutual Rama friends, and I'd love to chat. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's, a, it's a pretty big Bible college, so I'm not really surprised that we never met. But Yeah, it is. And, and what's interesting, too, sometimes like once you graduate, I mean, like I remember seeing you, but like because, you know, maybe we don't like deal with each other in the same, you know, area or see, you know, you just kind of just like, okay, I've seen them before. I just never met them before. So yeah, it's cool to meet you too, man. Yep. I think it's safe to say that Rama has changed both of our lives. So we got a pretty cool connection in that aspect. Absolutely. And isn't it amazing that even though we never met because of our connection with Rama, like it's, there's just something that there's a bond that we have just by being connected to Rama. It's pretty, pretty awesome. They call it the DNA of Rama. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, so that's awesome. All right. Now, I would like to know, um, I think you, you shared it briefly already, but how did your journey as worship leader at Rama begin? Like, kind of go into more detail on that if you could. Okay, yeah. So when I got to Rama, actually, it's funny. When I moved to Oklahoma, I actually was like, you know what? I've sang all my life. I've been in music ministry, you know, since I was young. Maybe I'll just not do music ministry and maybe I'll do something else. And so when I got to Rama, um, of course, I 
the first Sunday I was there and I heard the choir singing and the worship. And I was like, yep, I got to sing. I got to be a part of this. And it was funny, you know, uh, one time I had went to, we have a young adults ministry called Synergy. And in Synergy, um, they had like this afterwards, we could go out to dinner and uh, Pastor Craig or after like, like, you know, like a late activity night or something like that. And Pastor Craig, we were just talking and he's like, you know, and I was singing and he's like, maybe you should, maybe you should join the music department. <laughs> so I got involved in the music department and uh, the, the way that we have it set up at Rama is, you know, nobody just comes in and you just bam on the front line. So you have to audition. We have choir auditions, of course, because of the pandemic, things have changed, but um, we have, um, yeah, we have choir auditions. You audition for the choir then you serve in the choir and then from the choir is kind of where they make the picks as far as like uh, we call them frontline singers. Some people call them the praise team or worship team. Um, then they select you based upon that, you know, your ability to be because sometimes people think, you know, singing is in, in leading worship. There is a spiritual side of it, but there is also a natural side. Like you got to be able to sing your part, pick your part up, know it, sing it, hold it down. And so, you know, we went through all of that type of training and that's where it started for me. And I got involved um, in the music department, man, and started serving. And it's just next thing you know, like opportunities to lead out started happening and and leadership. You know, they just kind of were kind of like, well, we see the gift of God there. There's something there. And so just kind of started pushing me a little more, pushing me a little more, pushing me a little more, you know, especially like for me, you know, I, you know, I. I mean, Rama's a big church, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you know, singing in front of 3,000 people on a Sunday morning. Like, I mean, that was like a big deal, you know? So um, it was, and it wasn't even just about that, but it's just was a, it was just a, a different experience, you know? And so the more I did it, man, the more I just really realized like, wow, God, you know, this is my place. This is my part. This is what you want me to do. And this is what I want to do. And it's been nine years ago, and now I lead worship and, and, and um, involved. I actually travel with Pastor Miss Annette on uh, conducting the Living Faith Crusades with them, leading the worship and that. So, man, it's just been a really amazing journey how God has just opened up doors. As I, I often tell people, you know, for me, people see what you do now, but they don't see that. Like, for me, it started off not this way, you know, and sometimes we want to bypass, like, you know, the process, you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, for me, I often tell people the first step was me volunteering. And so I always encourage people, hey, volunteer, get involved, because as you volunteer, the Lord will begin to like cultivate and even begin to reveal and show you what you're what he's called you to do. So that was that's my sermon for today. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. What a cool journey. Yeah. And the journey is not a journey without some failures. And, you know, failures are, are hard to swallow, but they're good for us. Teaches us that we need God, right? Especially in front of, of 3,000 people. Yeah. You know, it's fun to fail in front of a, a little bit of people, but you you got to fail in front of 3,000 people. That's scary, bro. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, so I want to know. Fess up. Tell us a failure. Okay. You know, I have many of them. <laughs> Uh, one failure. Okay, so one day I was exhorting, you know, because sometimes in leading worship, there is the element, you know, where you exhort. And I really didn't think when I heard this particular term that it was a bad term, but it probably was not a term that I should have used. So I'm excited. 
we were singing, I'm no, long, no longer slaves, you know, and I'm just like, I don't know. And I'm like, we're not bastards. We're not bastards. And so, like, people kept, like, if I, I kind of saw people here kind of going like, oh. And afterwards, I was like, people were like, oh, they were laughing. People were cracking up because everybody was so shocked that I said that. And I honestly didn't think that it was a bad term, but... People can take it as a bad term. I mean, when I, my heart behind Bastard was just somebody that was fatherless. Like, we're not fatherless. We have a father. You know, he, he's he's Jesus, and we're not bastards. He hasn't left us. And so that was a worship fail because I should have, you know, been thinking a little bit more about <laughs> the terminology that I was using. So, yeah, that was a fail for me. Um, tons of failures, but, yeah, that was one for me. <laughs> You know, I remember, um, I, I feel like you're really good at ad-libbing and, uh, like you said, exhorting. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like you're just really good at it and you know what to say, the right time to say it. And I know a lot of that is just relying on the Holy Spirit and letting him speak to you in the moment. Yes, yes, yes. But um, I want to know, is there anything that you do to kind of prepare for those moments in worship? You know what? A lot of a lot of times, of course, I have my own personal time, you know, with the Lord. But when I'm in the service, um, I, I'm just always, even while I'm worshiping, I'm always just checking my heart. And I just, when I sense the anointing, when I sense the uh, unction to step out, like I'll step out and I'll do it. Now, I haven't always been that way. Definitely have, you know, there are still times that I get freaked out. I'm like, oh, God. but then, you know, but there are times when I realize that when the anointing is there, because sometimes in singing, sometimes people in the worship, sometimes people just need that little exhortation and it can bring the song together. It can further drive the point of what we're trying to say, what we're singing. And you just need that little exhortation to kind of just push people in a little further. And so I just simply listen to the Holy Spirit. I'm checking my heart. I always tell like the teams and I always try to encourage people. I say, hey, once we get on the platform, we are not practicing. We're not. This is not a show. We are worshiping. We're worshiping. I'm not just leading people into worship, but I am worshiping. You know what I'm saying? And I think sometimes worship leader has the this idea that, okay, I'm leading people. And, you know, and it's like you are leading people in a sense, but you're leading people by example because you are worshiping. And so, like, I just encourage people in that. Like, and so I'm listening to the Holy Spirit. I'm, 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 I'm checking my heart. If there's something that, Lord, is there something that needs to happen? Sometimes before I exhort, sometimes all I have is like one word or I don't even have the whole, I just know that there's something that needs to go. You know, there's something that needs to go here. So I think it's so important as worship leaders that we are sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You know, I'm not talking about you got to preach a whole sermon because <laughs> the pastor's there. He going to preach today. It ain't my job to preach. My job is to exhort. And, you know, so I just those are just simple things that I do um, to prepare myself um, in in those moments. I call them flow moments where you where you, they're not pre-planned. You know, I, I know some people like to pre-plan flows. I really don't because I feel like if I pre-plan a flow and, and don't get me wrong, the Holy Spirit can give you a plan about what needs to happen. But I love inspiration. I love those authentic moments where. You know, I haven't had time to tell the band we going here. We it's just like 
we need to go somewhere and the spirit of God is saying, go here. And I'm sorry that we don't have time to communicate. Just follow, you know? So <laughs> I love those authentic moments. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, that's stuff that's a lot easier said than done for sure. I struggle yes. with that a lot. Oh man, that your head will give you a lot of problems. No doubt. And, and it's, you don't know it's a, it's that fight, that war. I mean, because you're like, my heart is saying this, but my head is saying this. Should I go with my head? Should I go with my heart? Ah! You know, but I, I believe the more we learn to yield to the Holy Spirit, uh, Miss Lynette, she always tells me that. She says, Anthony, the more you yield to the Holy Spirit, the easier it becomes. And so I think it's just that when we don't practice it, and, and even in my personal time, I practice, you know, and I don't I don't sit down and say I'm about to like practice, but what I mean is, you know, I just practice just singing songs and and getting things by the spirit and listening to my heart and keeping myself stirred up and I just practice it and singing songs all the time. You know, the Bible tells us that singing psalms, hymns and spiritual songs, making melodies in our heart to the Lord. And so when we when we live a, a lifestyle of that, when we get on a platform, it it's easy for us because it's we live in this place. I don't just have to get on a platform and I have to show up to this place. No, I live in this place all the time. So that's good. And this is a good transition to, um, I asked Anthony, what do you want to talk about in this podcast? And he said he wanted to talk about, um, you know, our personal relationship with Jesus as worship leaders. So that's a good transition into that. Why don't you go ahead and share your heart with us on that? Well, it was funny. I was, when you had asked me that, that just kind of came up in my heart. And even last night I was kind of meditating and thinking about it. And I, and I began to think about how, you know, we can be in relationship with people. Like, for instance, our siblings. We have siblings. We're in relationship with our siblings. But there can come a time in your relationship with your family that they are your family by relationship, but then there is no fellowship. And so you can, you're still in relationship to them, but you lose the fellowship. And I think as worship leaders, it's so important that we maintain our fellowship with the Lord. We're saved. We're born again. His spirit is in us. We've been made alive in Christ Jesus. We've been made the righteous of God. We know and we know who we are in relationship to him. But then there are times where we, we kind of lose our fellowship with him. And when I say our fellowship, um, not 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 just I've, I. This is just me. I'm not saying that this is what everybody should do, but this is me. I don't just listen to music. I listen to teachings. I listen to the word. I read the word because out of my relationship with God, what we do on a platform is just the overflow of that. And so maintaining our daily fellowship with God, with the Holy Spirit is so vital, not just for us leading worship, because if you're not careful, it can be just come. It, be, it can become a job. You're gifted. You can just get up there and just I mean, I can naturally sing. I don't have to. I can just I sing naturally, you know, and I, I don't want to make it seem like I'm not. I'm saying like, oh, I can sing. No, I'm saying naturally. It's just a gift that I have that I can sing. But if I'm going to be effective in ministering to people, I have to keep my fellowship with God together and realize that this is not just a job. And it, it can become a job because you're like, OK, let me prepare so I can have an exhortation for this song. Instead of saying, no, let me just 
read my Bible. Let me just have fellowship with God. And that's just it. It's not necessarily preparing for Sunday morning. Like people are like, you need to go prepare. Yes, you need to prepare. But at the same time, if you live in that place, you're always prepared. <laughs> you're always ready. You're always because you're maintaining your relationship with God. You're maintaining your fellowship with God. So that I, I really believe as worship leaders, that's so vital for us to maintain our relationship and remember that what we're doing is not a performance. It's not about the latest songs. It's not about who looks the coolest and let's see who can dress the coolest as a worship leader. And it's not about any of that. It's about helping people access the presence of God because that's what's going to change people. It's not the song. The song is great. And I I just think it's funny because in our in our culture and in our day and time, we have made Praise fast, worship slow. You know what I'm saying? It's like we we say, oh, this is all worship. But really, worship is our lifestyle and how we live before the Lord every day. That's really worship. That's our worship to him, our lifestyle. And so I just think it's so important that we are constantly maintaining our relationship with the Lord by praying in the spirit by reading our Bible, by uh, uh, listening to teachings, listening to the word, building ourselves up in the word um, and listening to music. You know, I, I mean, I, I people probably think it's weird, but as a worship leader, I really don't listen to a lot of music. Like I'm just not a, like a like you ever met somebody and they're just like extremely like music people like they have the latest CD. They know the latest songs. I mean, they're just music. They're just music people. And so like. You know, I just I just mean I just try to my hardest to maintain my relationship with the Lord and with the Holy Spirit and just out of the overflow when I get up on Sunday or Wednesday or Sunday night, um it's just a byproduct of you get a chance. People are experiencing what I my 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 life that I live before the Lord every day in worship. So that was what was on my heart. And I had a scripture actually that I wanted to share. With you guys, and it's Second uh, Timothy, um, one verse six, uh, chapter one verse six. And Timothy is just ba- Paul is basically exhorting his son in the ministry, Timothy, and he tells him, he says, "I'm writing to encourage you to fan into flame and rekindle the spiritual gift God imparted to you." And so I often like to say it's very interesting when you read the scripture that God didn't say, "I'm going to." stir the gift in you. He told him, he said, no, you have to stir the gift of God in you. And so as worship leaders, as ministers of music, as even Simon, whatever you're doing, you have to make sure that you are keeping yourself stirred. I don't know about you, Dylan, but I got to a certain age in my life where my grandmother, I wasn't waiting till she got home to cook food. When I got hungry, I knew how to go in the refrigerator and I knew how to prepare my own food. And so sometimes in what we do for the Lord, we become dependent on others keeping us stirred. But we have to learn how to maintain our relationship with the Lord and how to keep our own selves stirred and encouraged. So Man, that's some good stuff. Yeah, that's just what I that's what was in my heart, man. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff stings a little bit. <laughs> oh, bro, don't let us think. It's just my. <laughs> it's just, you know, I, I, and I'm constantly, 
I'm always challenging myself, you know, and I, and I don't want to make it seem like I always get it right because I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you, you, we all have to check up on ourselves. We all have to check up on ourselves and make sure that a long time ago, um, an older Christian, an older saint told me this, and I've just never forgot it. They said, Anthony, don't let what you do for God affect your relationship to him and your fellowship with him. And I've just never forgot that, that it's so important that I don't get busy in the work, you know, the Mary and Martha situation, you know what I'm saying? Where, where Martha, you know, she, where was it Mary? Yeah, it was Mary that was in the kitchen preparing the food. And she's like, Martha ain't helping me. Or is it vice versa? Was it Mary and Martha? I'm kind of embarrassed that I don't remember the story that way. Yeah, it was meant, but and Mary and Martha wanted to be at the feet of Jesus. You know what I mean? And Mary's like, she in the kitchen working, preparing. She's like, she need to come help me. And Jesus is like, no, she's found the greatest place, you know, at my feet. And so, don't we should never let our our work for Him um, affect our relationship and fellowship with Him. So, praise God. There's some people listening that are probably like. Collaborate worship is about like helping us create great sound at church. Like, what does this have to do with that? I think it has a lot to do with it. Yes. Because um, obviously that has a lot to do with technical things, like how you can adjust things on the soundboard and how you can have your EQ set up. But like all that still stems from a personal relationship with Jesus. It does. Because even sound people, I've even heard the sound guys say like they knew when they needed to push a certain instrument or push a certain sound or... It's all about listening to the Holy Spirit. And when we become so naturally minded and we leave the Holy Spirit, because my my thing is this, you can have the best light show, you can have the best sound, but if it ain't no anointing, why are we here? Tingling brass, clanging a cymbal, we just making noise. But when we all can just learn to just listen and yield and follow the Holy Spirit, we will be so much more effective because... God desire is to, as we're leading worship, we're helping people connect with God. We're helping people uh, come into his presence, which I always say he's in us. His presence is always there. But there, there is a, a aspect where we help people become aware of his presence. And so whether that's you're on the soundboard, you're doing confidence monitor, thank God for confidence monitors. People, you have to listen to the, you You have to be led by the Holy Spirit too, you know? So it has a lot to do. I, I really like that you brought up that point. It has a lot to do with that. Sure. Yeah. So what's your most practical tip for the person? You know, I'll even raise my hand in this and you can like, you can get caught up in life and just the, the things that are going on and you kind of forget to connect with Jesus. And like, what's the most practical tip for how you can, you know, reconnect? Maybe you have a hard time finding that point in the day and, and like getting it started, you know? I often say this, like God is not picky. You know, some people, you know, we, we can't get, I don't want to, we can't get religious about it and be like, oh, you need to get up at 5 a.m. You need to, you know, you. Need. my thing is, Paul said, pray without ceasing. So praying without ceasing means that throughout your day, you're finding time to just connect and have fellowship with the Lord. 
it's almost like in a marriage, like some, you know, my wife is working, I'm working, you know, we're working all day, but throughout the day, it's nothing like a, Hey, I love you text or, Hey babe, how's your day going? You know? And it's just those little small things that keep our fellowship strong. And so I just encourage people like, Hey, if you, maybe you have a family or you have kids and trying to find a long time doesn't work for you. Hey, when you're used in the, taking a shower, when you're driving in your car, you know, put make your car a, a Bible school on wheels. You know, you, you got to teach it in there. You're just throughout your day. You're constantly having those moments where you take time to just, you know, spend with the Holy Spirit. You know, whether it's five, it's not about quantity. It's about quality. And so I think those are just some practical tips that you can do. You know, maybe get you a scripture before you leave the house and just meditate on that scripture all day and just always have that scripture in your heart or just, it's it's just not, you know, a lot of people make it religious. Like you need to be praying in the spirit for 10 hours, 12 hours. You can do that. Maybe you work a job where you can be working and praying in the spirit or just throughout your day. You're like, man, I'm going to just pray in the spirit right here. And so it should just become a part of our lives as we breathe, as everything else, having a relationship and fellowship with God should just become a part of us everything that we do. So I think those are some good practical steps. I mean, they have a lot of good resources on now. You have devotions and devotionals and things like that, that can just kind of help you maintain that fellowship and relationship with the Lord. So, you know, on my way, my 45 minute drive to Rama every day, the time, my time in the car was like my most special time with God. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. It's me and yeah. him. Yep. Yep. Even to like me, like sometimes, you know, my wife, at night, maybe she sleep or, you know, and I just will come out in the living room and just meditate or, you know, just thinking about the Lord, just meditating on his goodness, just finding those moments, you know, just finding those moments to connect with him. You know, so, of course, I don't have a 45 minute ride to work because my job is just <laughs> right up the street at Rayma, But, you know, just all throughout the day. Just all throughout your day, just always just looking to him, just looking at him. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people are like, I have a hard time finding, you know, enough time to just have a, a quality connection with God. I'm like, how, how much do you watch Netflix every day? <laughs> two hours of Netflix that you're watching that you could like at least cut in half. Right. Or like, how how much time are you scrolling? It's because it's funny. We all here, and I ain't judging nobody out there. Because I'm I'm I've done it. Sometimes I do it still. And you look at your phone, and it's like you've had three hours of screen time. And you're like, what in the world? Like, how did that happen? Like, why are you telling me this? I don't want to know that. And of course, it's not it's not at one time, but just throughout your day. You know what I'm saying? Like. You have we have time to scroll on Facebook. We have time to comment on Facebook, Instagram. You know, we have time to watch a YouTube video. And it's like, what if we like you said, just cut those things in half and be like, you know what? I could scroll on Facebook, but I'm going to just sit here and pray in the spirit. I could be doing something Instagram, but I'm going to just sit here and I'm just going to get a scripture and just read a scripture right now. You know what I mean? So. Just little practical things that we can do because God ain't picky. He just likes us to fellowship with him. You know, it's like he's our he's our father. And I think if we saw God more like our father than just like God, 
<laughs> it would make our relationship so much easier. But we we just we just make it more complicated and make the things of God so much more complicated than they have to be. Honestly, that's a lot of times the dialogue in my head between like me and the Holy Spirit. Like, have, mm-hmm. I'll be like in the middle of the day, like, man, I just don't really feel too connected to God today. And Holy mm-hmm. Spirit's like, what about that? Like three episodes you watched on Netflix last night when you could have been, mm-hmm. you know, fellowshipping with me. So that's a right, conviction, right, 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 right. And too, like, and like, you know, we have to we have to watch our feelings. Because sometimes you don't, your feelings, man, it'll make you feel like you ain't saved, you ain't a Christian, you ain't a believer. And at that point, you can't live by what you feel. You got to live by what you know. And, you know, it's it's not by works. And a lot of people think that, like, it's not about works. It's We're not saved by our works. You know, we're not, Jesus doesn't love us because we, we worship him. Like, he loves us because we're his children. It's not about what we're doing. But out of out of our love back to him, we do do these things. We do have fellowship with him. But yeah, man, it's I've had to die to a lot of feelings because they just feelings don't promote truth. That's good. The word of God is truth. So, yeah, I'm totally not like bashing watching Netflix. I'm just saying like it's not good to have Netflix on the throne of your heart in place of right, God. You right. know, <laughs> got to be careful of that stuff. Right. <laughs> you watch Netflix and then like especially if it's like a series. And like you have that one minute moment of before they ask you, do you want to watch the next episode? And you like, you know what? I'm gonna watch one more. It's only twelve o'clock at night. It's only midnight. I can watch one more episode. (laughs) It's so true, man. It's so true. Awesome. Well, that was a lot of good information. I'm glad you talked about that. I hope it all made sense. Hope I wasn't rambling. No, it was good. I love this episode. But I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Unless you had anything else you wanted to share. Nope. Just encourage all the worship leaders out there and music. I shouldn't just say worship leaders. I should say like, what is it like? Art, the media, art, worship and arts department. Um, just, um, just stay encouraged. Just know that God loves you, and just keep moving forward in your relationship with God, and um, just watch the transformation that will happen even within the your team and everybody else when when you guys just get on one accord and just flow with the Holy Spirit. For sure. If you're cool with that, I'd like to close out in uh, some prayer. I'll start us out and then uh, you can go after that. Yes. All right. Well, Lord, we just thank you for this time together that you've allowed us to just um, get to know each other and to talk about your truths. And God, we just thank you for um, the, this podcast going out and just helping whoever needs it. And God, I just ask that you would help us to reconnect with you, to um, take the responsibility of stirring that fire on the inside of us, reading your word, um, just having a a conversation with you, something as little as that. God, I think you would just help us, like Anthony said, to lead from our relationship with you. Um, I mean, all the practical stuff just kind of falls into place whenever we have a solid foundation in you. And I just ask that you would help us with that, Lord. And I just thank you so much for your love and your presence in our lives. You're just so good to us. And we just love you so much, Lord. Yes, Father. And Father, I just agree with that prayer. And Father, I just thank you that the Holy Spirit will just make known all of these truths to each and every person that will listen to this podcast, Father. I just thank you that they have eyes that see, they have ears that hear, 
and the eyes of their understanding is being enlightened, that they may know you, Father. And we just give you praise for it, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, as always, thanks for being with us. We need your help to get this podcast out to everyone who needs it. So please leave us a rating and a review on whatever platform you're using. And don't forget to subscribe so we can let you know when the next episode comes out. And if you have a story to share, uh, let me know by shooting me an email at dylan at collaborateworship.com and go implement what you've learned in this podcast and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>